Yeah, yeah, but you didn't expect that. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Those Movie Dudes podcast, where we're here to talk about movie news, new releases, first-time watches, and finish it off with a little mainstream trivia. Bring on that, that volume a little bit. It's kind of loud, Ducky. My goodness. God, you know what? That's why we need a real real producer here. Um, oh, yeah. Welcome back. I'm going to bring in my, my fellow dudes, Nate and Spencer. Welcome to the show. Fellas, oh, how are we doing tonight? Oh, okay. I'm back. <laughs> I, I lose oh. connection every time we start. For some reason, it just immediately just went to buffering on you guys. I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> so I'm in my settings, like what? trying to figure out how to switch it back to thunderbolt oh my god this is-, is there something weird where it's like if when i'm talking you can't hear me right so if i'm like hey i'm gonna bring in my fellow dudes blah 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 i'm, I'm expecting you to bring you guys in but then you can't hear me anyway right which is I weird because it's just the last couple of times when i've hit record i just immediately just start buffering i'm like oh awesome <laughs> and all Dang. of a sudden i'm just cued in so it worked out yeah and when i was making out with mr free is it it was buffering as well but uh we don't have to talk about that yeah. Anyways, um, what's uh, what's going on, guys? Happy October first. Happy Spooktober, if I may. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh boy. So giddy. Yeah. Yep. It is very giddy. You guys excited to talk about horror movies for the next four weeks or four weeks? Yeah. Technically, yeah. technically four weeks, but you know, two weeks of actual shows. So I think we might have three episodes coming out in uh, in October. One, two, yeah, we have three. We have an episode coming out on October thirtieth. Mm. It's like getting an extra October. paycheck, you know? Exactly. You know yes, I mean? an extra extra little horror movie <laughs> to throw on the list. That means yeah. I get to pick one. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, yeah, you're next week, and then it's back to me. Am so. I next? Oh, yeah, because we yeah. did uh, Nate's movie last last episode. Cool. Well, no, uh, wait, actually, sorry, yeah. I got that backwards. No. no, no, Nate's actually picking after tonight, and then that's going to be his last. next episode. He has his picks, so you, you will be the 30th. Yes, I can't wait. I have no idea what I'm going to pick. Um, but if you guys would like to follow us, which you should if you're watching this, you should definitely follow us on our social medias. It's going to be at those movie dudes on Instagram, TikTok, X, YouTube, and Twitch. If we ever decide to go over and do an actual live show over there, might as well have the notifications on in case we do go live. Right? You never know. Yeah. Um, turn those post notifications on on YouTube. That way you know when we post our episodes. You can watch them immediately on Monday mornings, every other week. Um, and feel free, if you guys would like to have us answer any mo- movie-related questions or anything about your personal life, DM <laughs> us on Instagram, and we will do our best to give our advice. Maybe that'll be one of the live streams. <laughs> if we get a lot of yeah. personal questions. Yeah. Nothing we'll, movie-related we'll at all. Like, yeah. I just want to help you live your lives. Hey, those movie dudes. Uh, my parents have been fighting a lot recently. <laughs> of course it's marital drama. Of course it is. Has to be, yeah. We'd probably be great at answering those questions. That's why I'm here. Especially. That's why I'm here. Well, we appreciate you. Um, but yeah, with all that said and done, with all that out of the way, why don't we move on to our very first segment of the show? This is... Movie news. No news. Oh, you're a little early on that. <laughs> it, it, it actually glitched a little bit in my head. So that could have been anyway. News. So yeah, the segment where typically we would talk about movie news. Uh, this is where I kind of throw it to little Ducky over there, Spence. Um, if there is actually any news to talk about other than Taylor Swift. Um. Yeah. No. That's no news. news here on those movie dudes. Um. But 
I guess the biggest news is that the writer strike is over. So that's cool. I guess is it, is it actually the writer strike is I think officially over, but SAG is still going on. So actors can still like not promote their movies, but I think they're meeting for more negotiations tomorrow. So well, we don't SAG need the might be we have AI. The, everything will be back to normal. Um, but I'm actually kind of enjoying keeping things a little bit light and just asking you guys a little some movie questions to kind of break the ice a little bit. And because it is Spooktober and we like to talk about some horror movies, Nate and I actually did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago where we gave our top five Spooktober picks that we think that you guys should go and watch this month. And John was not a part of that episode. He uh, was traveling. So I will ask John, uh, oh. recommend a horror movie for Spooktober. For Spooktober, me being probably... Um the lowest on the totem pole in terms of horror movie appreciation. However, there are some horror movies that I really like, and I did watch your episode while pooping, so I'm trying to not include anything that you guys It's mentioned. a long poop. Not, well, <laughs> I watched the important. I skipped around. Girl. Um, no, but I... And you maybe you'll laugh at this one. I don't know if it's actually that great, but I remember watching this and really liking it. 1408. That's a that's a song. Maybe it's not good okay. on the critical scale, but I remember the first time watching this, really liked it. I don't think I've seen it since, but it's very claustrophobic because he's stuck in that room. It's almost like an old boy esque type situation. Um, with what's his name? That actor? What's that guy's name? John Cusack. John Cusack. I almost said John, John Cusack. Cusack. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Like, John Cusack's John in it. Um, Different movie. <laughs> It's a Stephen King thing. Um, there's a key involved on the poster. And yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson is kind of messing with him and stuff. He's a writer. He's trying to write a book, but he's stuck in that room. So yeah, we did a skit on it back in high school. That was pretty fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> in your parents' bed, actually. Yep. Um, yep, you guys cannot go and check that. Don't out think too far into it. Don't think too yeah. far into that. It wasn't. It's not what you think. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's, that's okay. Movie. I've only seen that once, but I remember liking it a fair amount. I mean, I well, yeah, it's Stephen King. It's, it's pretty twisty. No pretty pretty creep, creepy at times. Yeah. What is... Oh, that's neat. <laughs> I, uh, I oh, saw it a long time ago, a very long time ago. Um, I don't remember much about it. I just remember like a scene with them waving and then there being a revelation at that point where he's like waving out a window. I feel like that movie has a ton of just jump scares, like especially with the music that just like intensifies at that moment. I feel like it has a ton of those, but I could be thinking of a different horror movie. So I don't know, but it has an 80% certified fresh on tomatoes. So it's, I for some reason thought that like 2012 Jonathan liked a really bad movie, which is pretty typical, but uh, says otherwise. On it's the it's the not as good Stephen King hotel adaptation, but still good. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it more than yeah. Secret Window. I'll, I'll say that. Um, all right, so yeah, 1908, That's what you're going to recommend. Um, now I'll just throw it over to a different question, since you guys can go listen to our podcast on uh, the top five horror movies that we think you should watch. Uh, the next question I have for you guys is what horror subgenre scares you the most because we watched mm. the wailing for tonight's first time watch for spooktober and that movie plays with a lot of different horror genres you have like demonic uh demonic possession you have uh zombies you have ghosts you have a whole bunch of different horror stuff so what horror subgenre scares you the most 
Hmm. Um, I I will say it doesn't necessarily scare me the most, but makes me the most uncomfortable. And it's anything to do with body horror. Like, I what was that movie yep. that came out that was by David Cronenberg's son or something last year? Possessor. Um, well, he did Infinity Pool and he did Possessor. Infinity oh, Pool is this. Get up another one. Crimes where... of the Future was David Cronenberg. Oh, that was actually David yeah. Cronenberg. That's yes, the one was. that. I mean, Infinity Pool had some body horror too, but anything like that, like uh, Cannibal, not Cannibal Holocaust, Green, Green Inferno, Inferno. Yep. where this, it's just like people are eating their friends and it's just, it makes me want to just puke. There was a little bit in this movie as well. There's like one scene where I was like, Ugh. but I can't, I can't look past it. It always bothers me, even though I know it's like the fakest thing ever. I don't know. I just, it, it takes me out of it a little bit, even though yes, okay. it's, it's, it's accomplishing what it set out to do. It's like, oh, I want to make these people feel like gross. It's like, you did it. Good job. No, I will never forget going and seeing the Green Inferno with, I think, all of you guys <laughs> and a couple others. And <laughs> you literally stood up and like left the Walked theater out. at one point. You <laughs> had to like do some laps and you were yeah. holding your mouth. You were just Couldn't like it, so man. disturbed. Um, and I think Nate was like cheering and clapping. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Fuller This movie made John go. <laughs> he left yeah. the theater. A plus um, for that. Yeah. What about, what about you, Nate? Me? Um, mine's kind of silly because I've seen a lot of horror movies and even the bad versions of these movies scare me. It's any sort of POV found footage just because, Ooh, yeah, j- just yeah. because when it's in the POV, it's literally your point of view. And so you're kind of experiencing it as the person holding the camera and it could be a terrible movie. Like, do you guys remember a movie that came out a few years back called the devil's do it's <laughs> yeah. like some yeah. weird yes. found f- yeah that movie's really bad but it had moments that scared the crap out of me just something about a pov camera going into a dark room and you can't see and then something jumps out it's like yeah no i'll watch it i used to do the trick where i would like use my peripheral and look at the bottom of the screen it's like, oh, I'm watching it, but now I I've just kind of gotten I do, away. I with do that this. Cause... I do this. I don't know. Oh, no, I'm in no, the theater in like the second row with like, <laughs> I'm, and I'm like 28 years old. And like, oh no, I literally I, do that. That's what you I force myself to watch it. I force myself. I'll go. Like when I was watching Skinamarink, I was like, don't look away. Don't, don't look away. Do <laughs> and then nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, there's a point hilarious. at the very, very end of that movie where nothing even like really happens, but I just am staring at the middle of the screen, like waiting for something to happen. And it just doesn't. But yeah, it still scares the crap out of me. <laughs> I, I do. I usually if I'm wearing a hood, I'll put my hood up and like kind of like lower mm. the just a little at my eyes and just kind of like sink down in the seat. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that sometimes. Or uh, I will stare We're all at like guilty the, of it. the bottom left or right corner of the screen yeah. and just kind of like wait. And then once something happens, I'll like look really quickly. I don't know. It doesn't happen too much uh, more, but I can catch myself. Like talk to me did that. I did that dur- during talk to me at one point where I literally was like, okay, I'm going to start kind of looking down towards the bottom of the screen here. This is a little scary. Um, but Honestly, with the woman in the too. bedroom, that, that happened. Oh, yeah, you know, that, like, that might have been the scene, to be honest. Um, for me, uh, a horror sub- subgenre, um, I would say ghosts because of the sixth sense. Uh, just like they can be lurking anywhere, and they're always just like standing still, staring straight at you through a window or something. 
no thanks. Hard pass. <laughs> Every time that happens in a movie, it could be the, the cheesiest, laziest jump scare ever. It'll still be like, ah, I did not like that at all. Um, but I have another weird like niche one where like it's not even in horror movies, although they do do it a lot. Um, but if they're out in the open water in the ocean and the camera's just at like the surface Ooh. level, and it's just kind of dipping down and waves are crashing <laughs> over it and stuff like that. And it, it, I hate that so much. Like I've played a few video games where you're forced to do that. I'm like, I can't. I just look at the controller and just go forward. <laughs> hate it. That's so why much. Sea of Thieves like, freaked me Thieves. out. Yes. Oh my oh. god! No, thank you. Yeah, I don't catch water, myself. man. Getting a little freaked out there, but it's not really a subgenre. But um, okay, that's just uh, that was my questions. Hey, if you right. find it horrifying, then I'll consider that a, sub, a maybe a sub subgenre. You know? Yeah, it's like yeah, a monster same. film technically with a shark. Right. But... Anyways, yeah. Um, that is those were my questions. Although one was just to John, but did we answer two? Oh, I answered one, and you answered one. All I have another one. It's we can go really Ooh. quick. It was just yeah. who's your favorite horror director? Oh my goodness, because that's you have a, a good lot question. of people working now. Um, really I'll do a quick answer. I guess as long as they've made two horror films, nah. I guess as long as they've they've done one, I'll I'll make it easy for you guys. They they can do one. Okay. I'm going with uh, Mike Flanagan, at least right now. Like, I know that I'm leaving out a lot of other obvious ones, but just like currently, I feel like everything he puts out, I'm like, I got to watch that. I, whether it's the Netflix TV series or um, he did, didn't he do Oculus and yep. Dr. Sleep? Dr. Sleep, which I, I I need to rewatch that. And Hush was like a very unique horror film with the, with the deaf woman and the home invasion. Um, so I, and I think he's a smart horror director with everything he does. It's kind of like, building tension and it's not just like in your face it's like genuine terror um so i i really appreciate his his directing stuff he's got a new tv show coming out on netflix this friday you know what i didn't watch his most recent one with the kids like that where oh, i skipped like... that too well he directed the first episode then or maybe the first two and then uh other directors think, came in i think he that's did that all with i watched Manor like as i well. watched the first two and then stopped. yeah i did this i did the same thing <laughs> yeah. um but yeah, no, he's a, he's a fantastic director working today. Uh, just yeah. don't watch Absentia. Um, yeah. Don't bring that up. Don't bring no, that up. no, no, no. Yeah. We'll be here all uh, night. But Nate, yeah, who's your favorite horror director? I am going to go with someone who is no longer with us. Um, I'm, I'm going with good old Wes Craven. Just a guy, a guy whose career spanned 40 years. Um, he He's been able to sell me on horror movies in three different decades for me so like last house on the left in the 70s nightmare on elm street scream he did a bunch of other different horror movies but he's just one of those ones that really took the genre and molded it into something that people are now using today and just a lot of like he he took the serial killer genre and made it mythical with the freddy kruegers and really made slashers funny with scream um but then like with last house on the left is one of the most cults uh banned movies ever um and it all came from him so i, I would say wes craven he's definitely left his mark on the genre okay good pick um i'm gonna challenge myself and just try to pick someone that is working today and if he was announced to make another horror movie right now i'd be so excited and jordan peele yeah bingo yeah. i, I yeah. will go see anything that he does and i, I think he's going to stay in the horror genre because he blends 
whole bunch of genres into his movies and as long as they're scary which they are i'm all for it so Jordan if you're Peele. ranking his movies what do you what do you got how are you ranking them Ooh. yeah <sighs> might be controversial but mm. i'm actually gonna go with us at the top then get out then nope okay same that's my three okay yeah, wow. just because, like, nope, I really liked it, but there was something about us and Get Out that just was very, it was just creepy. And yeah. uh, nope was creepy, but then when it went to the more adventure side of it, it's a lot, there's more fun to it. Yeah. Us and Get mm. Out weren't necessarily, there was fun moments, but there's just something different. But us was just, I thought it, the more I watched it, the more I was like, yeah. oh. Yes, and I love. I've movie. seen Nope the most out of all of his movies too, and I've seen them all mm-hmm. at least twice. But Nope, I've seen at least three, maybe three and a half times, and um, I still love all of them. But I mm-hmm. guess that's the order I'd go in. What about you? They're that's they're right. all so close. Where I'm basically nitpicking, um, or I'm just based on the fact that I've only seen Us one time, or maybe twice. So I have Get Out, Nope, and then Us because I need to see it again. But they're all like. A four out of five, four and a half, five exactly. out of five. Like they're exactly. all really good. So, yep. Uh, That's yeah. why I'd, I'd go with him. Um, cool. All right. Do you want to do new releases first or first time watch? Um, I, I moved it to first time watch. That way okay. we can, uh, you know, end it with new releases because there's three of them. But uh, yeah. Why don't we uh, talk about the whaling? First time watches. Are you watching with us? We those movie dudes. And we about to discuss another movie that we've never seen. What's in that jar? <laughs> it's the face um, he makes when he's doing it. The... <laughs> that's me in the theater. Whenever I have popcorn, I like whenever they hand it to me at the counter, I'm like, thanks. <laughs> then like, I know you have A-list, but you can't just stare at us seductively. <laughs> if, Stick if your hand you... as far down, just grab a handful and walk. I'm going to need a little bit more. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this oh. is uh, first time watches the segment where one of us picks a movie. We all vote on it. Well, there's three of them. One of them wins. We ended up watching one of those movies this week being Spencer's Choice and that being the 2016 horror South Korean film, The Wailing. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. We watched The Wailing. How about that? This has been a movie that has been on my watch list for years. Ever since it came out, I think it premiered at the uh, the Cannes Film Festival in 2016. And people were like, yeah, this is incredible. This is it's long. There's a lot to it plays a lot of different horror genres it's funny it's creepy it's scary all the things i just heard great stuff so uh i've been wanting to watch it and i think it's failed in maybe three other spooktober polls over the years like i've we've been <laughs> trying to put this on to, to watch for the podcast and finally had the opportunity to pick it and that's why i went with the wailing um the wailing yeah, so if you don't know anything about The Wailing, it's a South Korean film. It came out in 2016. A stranger arrives in a little village, and soon after, a mysterious sickness starts spreading. A policeman is drawn into the incident and is forced to solve the mystery in order to save his daughter. Um, that's the basic gist of the movie, but this movie is two hours and 36 minutes. It is a long movie. There is a lot to it. It's dense. It's very dense. I did not expect how many themes were going to be into this movie and how many days I was going to be thinking about this afterwards. Um, but yeah, we watched The Wailing. So 
yeah. right out of the gate, I'll just say I liked it a lot. I was overwhelmed by it, but I haven't stopped thinking about it since. That's what I'll start with. Okay. Okay. I want to hear Nate before I dive in and rip this movie apart. No, I'm just kidding. But I, would, I do want to hear Nate first. <laughs> so I knew about this movie a lot because, of course, it's been picked a lot of times and it hasn't won. Um, so I think going into it, it got me really excited that it finally did win. And all I'll say before we start is I was a tiny bit disappointed. And I think a lot of it just had to do with the length. And I have nothing against two and a half plus Lengthy hour thing. movies. I just think it kind of dragged in some points. There were some characters that were kind of unnecessary and just a lot of it. And it was a lot funnier than I was expecting it to be. I was expecting it to be like... Like, this is nothing related, but like a prisoner's type thriller, but in sure. Korea. So, um, but yeah, I no, I'll just say I was a little disappointed, but nonetheless, it still had a lot of things about it, which I was like, okay, I'm on board with this. Like, I'll give it a shot. I think that movies that have a little bit of like investigation in them have the potential of getting bogged down with just kind of like, too much investigation and less like action to kind of just tie it all together. Like that walk among the tombstones that deliver us from evil, like movies like that, where it's like, let's just get to the point. Um, and, and I, I did feel the length of this movie from the moment I realized it was two hours and 36 minutes. I was like, Oh shit. I better like, like carve out more of my day for this and make sure I'm ready to watch this movie, which is why I pushed it until yesterday. Um, but I, I think that it was hyped up a lot. Like Spencer's like, oh man, this keeps losing. Like we got to watch this movie, The Wailing. It's going to be great. South Korea. And like, we have had some good South Korean movies on this podcast that have surprised me. Um, and I do think this one, it, it just didn't hit me the way that I expected because it does have some of those. It just, we see a lot of demonic possession films. That's really what it comes down to. It's like another mm -hmm. one. But there's more here than that. It's not like, oh, just another possession movie. But there's way more to yeah, it. Yeah, no, which of is, course. Like, which is like honestly to the point. It's like, were they trying to do maybe too much? Like maybe this director was like, I have all these ideas and this is my one chance to make this movie. Fuck it. Let's just throw it all in. <laughs> but the thing is, and like yeah. I 100% agree with you guys. And like I do, I did feel the length, uh, especially in the middle of the movie. Uh, Brooke came downstairs and asked me a question and I had to pause it. And uh, I, talk to her and then when she left i went to go resume it and i'm like oh my god i have an hour and 20 minutes left so like i thought i was near the end like, the whole yeah. movie left okay <laughs> go but and like when the movie ended i was like okay yeah that was a lot it was dense very long but the more i was thinking about it, i'm like what would they what, what could have they removed and i just was struggling to like figure it out because they did connect almost everything to the final the finale of the movie which yeah. i was like pretty impressed by because there are so many things going on uh with like the japanese man and with his uh the police stuff and his home life as well and there's there's so much this movie does but i thought for the most part it they pulled it off very well and there were moments where i was on the edge of my seat and especially uh it was one scene in particular where it was the uh dueling exorcisms and it was mm -hmm. just kind of 
back and forth between like the the shaman and then the the japanese guy and it was so intense like it, it, just, it kept going and just it was just fucking crazy um and then obviously what happens in the third act was the, the constant like misdirections of like oh they're going this way oh they're reverse oh, what the fuck what are you doing here because there's just so many like twists and turns especially in the third act um and i definitely had to pull up some articles afterwards just to like fully like like did i understand that correctly and for the most part yes but there was still so much that probably went over my head that definitely could use for another rewatch um but I still really did enjoy it. And I, I did really appreciate how funny the movie was at times. Cause I was not expecting it to be funny. And the scene when the daughter came in to like bring clothes uh, to him and then she was pissed off that he, she wasn't giving her like the response that she wanted. So she just stares at him and then just farts so loudly. <laughs> the, all the police were like, what the fuck? And then she just turns around and walks, <laughs> turns around and walks away. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's like, Uh-oh. Oh, that freaking that kid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I think I think the thing that dragged it down for me was there were so many twists and turns. I wasn't sure who to believe. And there was one character that I don't think was explained very well because she was only in it like a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about? The mysterious that, woman. Yeah, that woman. Yeah. yeah, she shows up. Disappears. And then shows back up at the end, like, ooh, I'm part of this. And I was like, mm, could have just erased her, I think, and could have kept it with the Japanese man. I just didn't think it was ex- explained as much, like, who she was. She just showed up. I, I liked it because I did completely forget about her character because she shows up and throws rocks at him at one point and was like, oh, yeah, I was here when this murder happened. And he's like, what? And she was gone. Uh, and then she shows back up again when the... Uh, the exorcist guy comes the priest and he just starts like bleeding from the nose and the mouth and he starts vomiting and she just appears from the darkness and she's like get out of here and that was terrifying like that whole scene the way they shot it and everything i thought that was like really creepy and then because that was the point where it's like wait what the fuck is happening here yeah that's it, when i got lost i was like okay same. is are oh, we focusing 100%. on the japanese guy or should i be worried about her because yeah, yeah. but it it in like it Definitely increased my interest at that point. Though I was like, "Wait, okay, what's happening? Pay attention here." And then what ultimately did happen was like, "Oh, that's bleak. Holy shit!" Yeah. <laughs> oh really yeah. Disturbing. One of the bleakest endings like yes. I've probably ever seen. It just it doesn't leave you feeling good at all. It's just. I think there's very um, very dark. There's a lot of like misdirection in this movie, which does kind of lead to the 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 length getting longer. Um, because like you guys mentioned like the, the crazy scenes with the shaman, like puking and all these like scenes where they're trying to like get the devil out of the, out of the the daughter or whatever. Like there's a lot going on that I feel like is trying to throw the audience off. But if you were to like watch this movie again, knowing the conclusion, like I did watch them explain videos, you're going to, yeah, from the very beginning, you're going to pick up on not only like symbolism, but there's a lot of like shots that didn't really like, like make sense at the time. But I think after a second watch, you would understand more, maybe appreciate the film more. Um, but that being said, I don't know if I would ever watch this movie again, regardless. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, so, I would just because okay. of how I was just not confused, but I just felt lost. I was like, all right, is this is this guy a danger? Who 
who's really involved. I felt like there was too many cooks in the kitchen to like figure everything out. But I will say when it ended and got to the climax of what was happening, I was, I was sucked in because there's a shot in a cave Mm, that I was not expecting to start happening. And then when it did, I went, Oh God, this is what I want. Like this is when it starts to get really intense, and which, which is why I like the mysterious women because it is like the opposite. And the knowing people, what's going to happen if I watch it again, maybe I'll can I can pick up on more stuff like that. But yeah, I just still she, don't know her part in this. Like I, I just I, like it, it's it, a spoiler if I say it. Um, but yeah. Because, yeah, like I said, she she shows up when that woman gets killed and he like kind of chases her and then she disappears. Then, yeah, she just pops up and I'm expecting her to be just like a bad omen. That something's right. going to happen. But, you know, you know how they have the like they're... that the balance of like, hey, this person, it could be a person or a ghost or this and that. Like, I feel like she she definitely fits one of those more than the other because she's so like ambiguous. Like Spencer says, where she just pops up randomly like that. That's very telling to me. And there was a shot too that made me feel that way because he, she like grabs his hand and the way they reveal that, like you look down and you just see gray. Her face is gray. Yeah. Yeah. She's like no pigment. Yeah. Yeah. But not as creepy as Japanese guy. Just saying, yeah. <laughs> but oh. also they they refer to him as Japanese guy in the movie, so I don't want it to yeah. sound like oh we're talking about the Japanese guy. Like that's literally what they call him in the movie. Yeah, I was. I mean, I do really want to get into spoilers because there, I think there's more to talk about, but I I do want to remain spoiler free just because if you haven't seen it, I do recommend it. I do think that you should watch it because there were moments where I got what I needed out of this movie, where I was terrified, I was intrigued, and I was very into it and I, I did really like the filmmaking of the movie as well i thought it looked really good the performances were excellent it has one of the best child performances i've ever seen i mean the daughter that's being possessed she has to do some things in this movie that i just was like how did they direct her like how is sure. she not gonna go home after work and just be traumatized she's a kid but nevertheless she pulled it off and she was incredible so i i do think the performances were fantastic um but i i went four out of five with this I, li- I liked it a lot, uh, but I definitely need to watch it again. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm pretty much there with you. I think just because of my my interest in these type of films, like it, it's gonna lose a half star here and there just because of the subject matter. Um, I think that it was very well done. Like from the opening shots, like the cinematography in this movie is fantastic, and it helps tell the story as well. Um, if you if you look back, I watched a few like found flicks videos. I'm like, oh, interesting. That could be interpreted that way. All the different um, scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, it's it's brutal. And there's some crazy scenes in this movie, but it was very well done. It's over long. The child acting was very good. Um, I wouldn't watch it again, but I still think it's definitely a, like it's a fresh movie. It's a very, very good horror movie. So I went uh, three and a half out of five. Oh, okay. That's higher than I thought you were going to go. Um, all right, Nate. I got? I am matching John's three and a half, but I am not against rewatching it because any time with a movie that's like as heavy as this, it would take 
a second or third watch to kind of grasp the whole story together instead of looking at it as all these different things and I'm unsure of how they connect. Um, and I'm sure on a second watch, I'll go, oh, okay, that makes more sense. And I think I'll do what John did and maybe watch some explained videos from people and get their interpretations. For and sure. then that way I can apply them to a rewatch and uh, maybe understand it a little more um, and maybe bump it up. Cause I do want this to be a movie that I really enjoy. I'd like to see it at a four or four and a half. Um, but it, it's it, even though it is long, I can see myself once I know what's going on, getting sucked into it because you do, you grow with these characters. And like Spencer said, one of the best child performances because she has to cuss and just act possessed and i couldn't imagine it i i get traumatized just pretending to be possessed now i couldn't imagine doing it at nine years old it, it was her glares that got me like the way she like she would be like chowing down on all the food in the fridge and then like like her mom would make a noise and she would just like turn slowly and like stare at it. i'm like ah fuck that like oh you're here <laughs> yeah um cool Creepy all right yeah it's a very movies. good movie very very good movie just a little heavy on the first time watch for sure. Um, so yeah, go and watch The Wailing. It is streaming on Prime Video, so you guys can go and check it out. And if you do watch it, let us know what you think. Uh, do you do you like it? Do, did you hate it? Let us know. Comment down below. What What do you think The Wailing means? There's a lot of screaming and crying in the movie. That's, that's what that's I got what I, from it. That's There's what I a few times is. where uh, the, like the, the priest is like uh, hitting something into um, wood like nailing something to wood I'm like oh he's wailing on it haha <laughs> but no mm. well it, it, that's kind of like a voodoo doll in a way like when he was doing it it was hurting her and so there was there was a lot of just this angry crying so i would assume that's what the wailing it's talking about it's just so much dread that you would wail. uh the word dread i just instantly think of hereditary god um... oh i think of judge dread I wish I could think of that and hopefully I will next time I hear that word. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for uh, first time watches. Let's start with some new releases. Oh, fuck. Yes, no. Oh, yeah, man. You know, we're at that age where we need that Pepto every now and then, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Just let the audio listeners are like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are that themes going to do with Pepto-Bismol? Okay, anyways. The by nothing it. at all. <laughs> yeah, sponsored by Pepto-Bismol. You want to get well, the bad taste out of your mouth of this podcast <laughs> Pepto-Bismol <laughs> do you hate what you just watched Pepto-Bismol <laughs> all right uh yeah well this is the segment where we're going to talk about some new release movies and our thoughts on those movies though because we're those movie dudes and the first film being the creator by Gareth Edwards you are not enthusiastic <laughs> at all maybe I should do this part <laughs> maybe you should Jeez. all right <laughs> the creator from Gareth Edwards. <laughs> sorry, sorry Mac good. Jones. I mean, sorry. Uh, John David Ooh. Washington. He was in the movie. He was. Is this the one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No, that's the other movie that I liked more. But yeah, 
the creator, apparently the greatest sci-fi film of the last 10 years. That was the hype it was getting before I went to the theater. So I was expecting very good things as I sat down in the Dolby Cinemas at AMC, Pembroke Pines in Florida. Um, it is, should we, do you want me to do a synopsis of this? Like, I guess yes. I could. Sure. Um, amid a future war between the human race and the forces of artificial intelligence, Joshua, a hardened ex-special forces agent grieving the disappearance of his wife is recruited to hunt down and kill the creator um so it's basically like wally mixed with um apocalypse what else now. apocalypse now Just avatar i was gonna um, say there's a lot of avatar in this i think just with like one person being on one team and then slowly transitioning to the other team <laughs> mm, yes there's there's a lot of inspiration from a lot of movies in here to create a pretty action-packed and insanely entertaining sci-fi film in my opinion i thought that the whole the whole ship that's up there that basically has the ability to kill you at any time was pretty terrifying <laughs> the nomad uss nomad the nomad yeah yeah i mean I, I I wanted to like it a little bit more than I did, but I think it was insanely good for having an eighty million dollar budget. In terms of the special effects in this movie, that was that was pretty mind blowing. I just want to know what Spencer thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, thanks. I I liked it. I liked it a lot. Didn't love it. Um, and I I think it mainly is due to the story. Um, I thought the story was maybe just a little empty, a little hollow uh, when it was all said and done. But I mean, when I was watching it, I was pretty engaged. I, I, I do think it was a little too long as well. Uh, it was a little repetitive in the structure of like, okay, they move to one location, they get raided, move to the next location, they get raided, move to the next location, they get raided, they have to escape. It's like, okay, that constant structure was like, okay, I, I get it. <laughs> it's a little bit like a video game, next mission. Um, but that being said, I still think that visually this movie is probably one of the best looking movies i've seen this year the cinematography was out of this world great and the visual effects mixed in with that were seamless i think it is a lock for some technical nominations especially for uh visual effects and possibly cinematography because i mean greg fraser was one of the dps credited for this and he did dune he did the batman and he's an up-and-comer amazing cinematography maybe not up-and-comer but he's now put on the map but when he you see that he's shooting a movie you get excited and um, so it, technically it all looked amazing and it was, it was cool, but just, I don't know, the story just, it didn't really connect with me that much. I mean, I, it's just like, you've seen it a hundred times before. It's like the last of us with uh, uh, a sci-fi twist of like a throwing apocalypse now and the war and, and good and take one side versus against the other. And I don't know, it just, it, it was a bit, we've seen it a ton of times for this crazy original movie, but I still, had to go and see it, had to go and support it, and I still really enjoyed it. But yeah, a little empty. Yeah, it was, uh, there was some times, and it might have had to do with the fact that 45 minutes into this movie, my screen went black and the lights turned on, and I'm, I missed like 15 minutes, but then thankfully my theater did the right thing. And they went back and restarted it at like five minutes before it went black. But you guys know me and my OCD that can kind of fuck with how I see the movie sometimes. Um, 
but there were times where I just I wasn't sure who I'm supposed to be rooting for. Um, like <laughs> Allison Janney and her freaking side. Allison Janney. I, I liked her at first, but then I'm like, oh wait, she's not good. Oh, okay. Um, because it all changes when he he goes to get this weapon, because that's kind of what he's recruited to do is to go secure this weapon and kill the creator, the Nermada, um, which like controls all artificial intelligence. And it just, yeah, I, I can see what Spencer meant with a lot of the, oh, we go somewhere, now we're going to get attacked and we have to escape. And then we have to go get help from somebody. Oh, we get caught, we have to run away again. And that was repetitive, but... I thought the score was really subtle and I really, really liked it. But this was also another child performance that was really good What's for it? what they were tasked <laughs> yeah. to do, if that she makes sense. Just like because she was so likable, you just you saw just this innocence and you knew and they did a really good job at making her feel human when she's not and then when everything kind of ties in in the end and you realize what she is and what she's a part of and who created it 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 does have some good heart to it but there was just a lot of stuff that was just kind of unnecessary the whole alice and janney character probably could have just been scrapped yeah, she but, got her Oscar. She doesn't need to be in any more movies. Yeah, um, she's nine feet tall no, and her legs are exactly eight feet it's, tall. So like, right? Yeah. It's it's yeah. I'm I'm kind of just in agreement across. Like it, it, it was a very good entertaining. Very good. I ate a whole bucket of popcorn. Like I did. I ate the whole thing and I wow. felt like he garbage refilled that here. cherry coke. And... <laughs> I I sure did. I snuck in a beer. Like I had. It was oh, a good movie okay. experience. Um, I just I do think that the story. They did have good elements. Like it did, like you guys, like there was a good like love story, like the the whole kid element. But again, you've seen it all before. You've seen it all before. It's very entertaining, but I didn't I wasn't feeling anything. Like emotionally. It didn't it didn't get to me in any any way, shape, or form. It felt forced so, a little bit. Like, okay, let's push some tears. Maybe we can get the audience to sympathize because that's from the reviews I saw. I was thinking, am I, is this movie going to make me tear up? And mm -hmm. when it got to a certain point, I was like, I think they're trying really hard to like get people emotionally invested. And I'm not quite there. That all being said though. And I mean, yeah, the, it does follow some similar story tropes that we've seen a hundred times before, but I do think that Gareth Edwards did a really good job of building this world. Oh, yeah. I mean, this whole world felt so lived in and mm -hmm. it, it really was like, I'd love to see like more stuff in this world because it just I thought he did create this whole universe very, very well. Um, and so I, I it felt kind of like how District 9 felt in that regard, because mm -hmm. when you watch District 9, it's like, oh, this feels like a real world that people live in. <laughs> this is kind of crazy. Um, so. But yeah, I mean, he's he's made four movies and all four movies I've technically really enjoyed but i think they've all had the same issue with story i just haven't been like as invested with the story with his movies he did rogue one he did godzilla and he did another movie called monsters uh all good movies mm. but um, i love just, rogue one 
I gotta watch it again. I don't know. I I was I liked it, but like that's the thing. It's like I didn't. I don't know. I, I just didn't love he's it. He's good at taking a movie that has like a grandiose concept and then keeping it grounded. Because you say the world building is good, this does feel like it's like not too far of a future, like hundred years from now. It was like twenty. It was twenty forty five or twenty sixty five. Was, it was and that's yeah. Like that and, and also yeah. that's like, terrifying to think about just the fact that AI can be police. You can literally sign away the copyright to your face and that was, can just that was start, wild yeah that's when i was like <laughs> oh i don't want another me coming around like god here we are with face id that. though like it's 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 not that <sighs> crazy to perceive this being a reality so like that 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 alone does make this more of a believable concept to kind of get behind so there's that um and i do kind of like how they did the beginning where it's like old video but it's like oh, new yeah. tech. I thought cool. that was a cool way to be like, hey, this isn't your universe, but it's another one that could be yours or something like that. Right. So, yeah. 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 That's that's the creator. I, I gave it a I think I ended up giving it a three and a half. I mm-hmm. went up to I three and as well. I was thinking three, but I went up to three and a half. Yeah, you I went, went three, three and, and a half, half as well. I did. Yeah. Okay. Just because. Wow. I thought it tried really hard to get you emotionally invested and I wasn't to an extent, but I did like the characters enough to like see their journey through um, and kind of just see what happens in the end and what could happen to this world. Um, Because yeah, it felt very real. Just there were still humans, but it was just humans versus human AI together and there was just a point in the movie I wasn't sure what team I'm on. Um, but then I kind of realized, oh, these humans are assholes. So I'm going to root for the AI. Um, so one very... day, who knows? Well, I'll be AIs. If we're lucky, then we could live forever. But I don't know if I want that at this point. Um, I, I Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. I mean, it's it's. I gave it a four out of five. I Maybe I liked it a little bit more. Maybe it doesn't sound like it. But I do like sci-fi movies more than some other genres so uh yeah four or five so it's it's solid i would i would watch it again on like 4k at home and be like okay that was maybe i noticed a few more things i didn't notice the first time yeah you know uh, I, that is the one thing though is like i don't know if i'd ever really want to watch it again <laughs> like now that i've seen it yeah. and kind of got the story i don't feel like this is one that like warrants multiple viewings unless i'm like oh i want to go back into that world again and maybe they, maybe i will feel yeah. that one day but yeah yeah maybe we'll see like maybe not a spin-off. I don't want them to make a universe out of this, but imagine seeing no. how the AI started, almost like a terminator type of thing, like a pre could be like Dawn of the Planet, creation. Or Planet of the Apes where like, oh, this is how it began in this lab yeah. and then it got really smart and whatever, it's self-aware. But yeah. if not, well, whatever, we got this and it's it's a good movie. Just not the greatest, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. But speaking of greater films, Florence son. Oh boy. <laughs> Florence. Uh, I did John not Carney. see this. So oh. um take it did away. You, did you see the the other one we're talking about? I did. All... That one I did and I'm very excited about that one. Maybe we okay. I do we want to talk about Florence son or just let Nate just go in? Do, do it real go quick. It. Real do quick. It real quick. Okay. Right here. I don't Every mind. Year. I can sit here and entertain myself. Okay. 
every year one of those movies comes out. No, I don't want to be that guy, but <laughs> it it is it is that genre where it's like Sing Street, Cha Cha Real Smooth, Coda. There's music. There's family drama. There's sadness and a, a dickhead's uh, divorced dad. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I mean, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's on a laptop. Like, what else could you want? I don't know. <laughs> I, seriously, <laughs> yeah. What's this movie about? Just a quick little jibba-jab. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't realize I was going to get called on here. Um, it's just about a single mom trying to raise her son who is struggling uh, with the law. Uh, it takes place in Dublin, and it Dublin. has to do with music. She finds a guitar in a trash and was like, I'm going to give it to my son. And he's like, fuck that. I don't want that. So she's like, okay, I'm going to take guitar lessons from Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And maybe she falls <laughs> in love along the way. Uh, so... It, it premiered at Sundance. It was a huge hit at Sundance. It's directed by John Carney, and he did Sing Street, he did Begin Again, he did a movie called Once, very musically driven films that all have a lot of drama. Um, and I think Apple, yeah, Apple bought it for a huge sum, and it just premiered on Friday. So uh, John and I, we got it like a little screener earlier in the week, and we got to check this out a little early. And yeah, this one is just a very charming little movie. It's it's funny. It's heartfelt. It's very sweet. Uh, the first half is a little rocky because they're very flawed characters. And you're like, "Ooh, are we really going to watch a movie centered around these people? Because they're just not likable whatsoever. But then there's a point in the movie, like a definitive point um, between the mother and the son where it just completely turns. And it's like, oh, here we go. Finally. And then the rest of the movie is just kind of bliss. Um, it does have one of the worst final shots I've ever seen in a feature film. Um, <laughs> John and I dissected that uh, the other night, and it is literally the worst shot you'll ever see in a feature-length movie. It now. I yeah, it, it. because like it's so <laughs> great, and you're just like, oh, like you're so into the moment, and then like the title card comes on, and you're like, oh, like you know, good mood, and then the mood just keeps going, and it keeps crossfading to like different shots. We're like, wait, why are you still going? What's going on here? And then it just, yeah, it was weird. It. Yeah, so I weird. don't, I don't know. Maybe so they were don't trying... know what's going on there. <laughs> but... Maybe it was like the the uh, the DP had this idea and they were like, okay, like I guess, like the movie's done, but there's like sure. give, this, give the shot to second unit. Half the crew's already the gone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I but it it, it was fine. Like other, it was a little shaky. I don't think it was like the worst the thing ever. Like, have you like, seen Taken Three? Yeah. Anyways, um, but no, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it a lot. And if you have Apple Plus, you you definitely should put this on. It's it's just a sweet, charming ninety-seven minute film. Echo all the points. I don't want to say anything else. I think it's just definitely worth seeing. It's my number one of the year right now, just because <laughs> this is my genre. I maybe another movie like this comes along this year. I feel like there's got to be at least one more that's like, hey, John, I got your number. This is going to be, this is the one. But right now, Flora and Son. This one. Yeah. I don't and, know about the rest of the year. And I didn't know about this until, you know, on Thursday, you were like, hey, you're Sing Street director. And I was like, oh my God, no way. <laughs> so. Here we go. That's what I'm here Four for. Four and a half out of five. All right. I gave it a three and a half out of five. Wow. And what'd you give Wildflower? Two and a half out of five. I hate you. You're the worst. Two and a half, that's like a C plus. Half a three a and a half, that's like a B B plus. Yeah, it's not good enough. It's it's more it's so I'd go B plus with this. Okay. Yeah. 
And does the last shot, did that bring it down that much? A little if, bit. Oh, if you take the last shot out of it, is it at least an A minus? Come on. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Then no, I'll, I'll just, the, it was a five out of five. I, I've watched it twice. I, I've seen this movie twice, and the first half is a little rocky. And that's that's mainly my issue. But that's it. Also, the music's so catchy. Like, there's songs that I'm going to, it's going to be like Begin Again, where it's like coming up in roses. I'm going to have them on my playlist. The Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt stuff was super cringe and cheesy, though. <laughs> I will say. There are times. Is it worse because he's on a like, laptop? Like... <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's cute. It's a cute movie. Yeah. Also, like, nobody's Zoom setup looks that nice. I'm sorry, no, but like, yeah. he, he's, he has he's like, using, like a perfect cinematic mini. lighting. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? This is a webcam. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anyways. It's, Florence Sun. Uh, but let's move on to a movie much different from Florence Sun with none other than Caitlin Deaver. No one will save you. Oh. A little alien film with a girl that doesn't like to go outside, doesn't like to talk to people. But come to find out, she is being stalked by aliens in her little country home. And speaking of number one films of the year, this is directed by Brian Duffield, and he directed your favorite movie of 2020, John, Spontaneous. Yeah, he sure did. Um, A year that didn't have a lot of good movies. Um, Spontaneous, another small kind of rom-com-y movie with Charlie Plummer. So you can't really go wrong. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, this one's a little different. I'm glad that we all saw it on Hulu. I watched this at my dad's house on a laptop with some LEDs, all the lights down at like 11 o'clock at night. And I couldn't think of a better setting to check this movie out because it was very creepy. It reminded me of a worse film, but one that has stuck with me in terms of some of the imagery. Dark Skies. Okay. For obvious reasons. Um, but this is like a movie that's in my in my opinion like 10 times better than that because these aliens are very unsettling the way that it's shot the way that it's directed the way that she's alone and already hates dealing with human beings let alone aliens very unsettling movie Nate what do you think of this this movie was freaking awesome i had so oh. much fun. <laughs> like once i once i was after the first 10 or 15 minutes and I was like, all right, not doing dialogue. I'm totally okay with that. I've seen plenty of silent movies. I can, I'm on board with that. (laughs) Um, But she's just so good. Like she, I think she's going to win an Oscar someday. I want to say, because she knows how to lead a movie and she's what, maybe 20, 22 years old, something like that. Yeah, she's really um, young still. And she, like, if I didn't know who she was, you'd convince me she was an adult and she was just, she owned this house and had this life and everything. But her little dreamland suddenly just isn't. And the way that they handle it, like her hearing something and coming outside and then the door opens, I think the whole sound design with it and the sounds that these aliens make and Mm. the way they appear in different situations. Like some are small, some are human sized, but I like the, how they hinted at it with the circle burned in the ground. Like you see that and you're just like, eh, 
she just kind of waters it with her hose and goes about her day. But the whole time I'm wondering why is she so alienated mm-hmm. from, from this community? And it takes so long to figure it out. And when they eventually show it, I was a little let down. I was like, Oh, that's it. And I, it, like it was bad, but I wasn't expecting that to be the whole reason why a town hates her. If that makes any sense, like I don't know if the whole town hates her, but just the people that she happened to run into that weren't already like, Ugh, well, she's like walking down people. the street and every person went and watched her. She walked by, and I know yeah, that's not just no like one... an acting thing, but like. She's probably been yeah like isolated for since that happened. So her coming to town is like a big deal, maybe. But I just thought um, it was kind of weak. I was like, oh, that's all it really took. I thought it was like something a little more traumatic. It was pretty. Well, awfully traumatic. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) But like they showed it in what like thirty seconds. Like oh, this happened, and then back to the main story. It's like oh. Okay. Yeah, like I, I thought the style, the 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 way they showed it revealed it. It was kind of like out of like Stranger Things with like the like the all black room and like the lighting and stuff and just like the soul people in that room. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I was like I, this movie just kind of crept up. I was like, oh yeah, this movie's coming out in a couple weeks and it's really good. You guys have to go and watch it. That was like the early reviews because it, it premiered at a couple of um, like Fantastic Fest maybe or just early screenings. And I did not realize that this movie was like no dialogue at all, like going into this and like halfway through or it was right after the scene at the police station. I'm like, oh, yeah, there isn't any dialogue yet. Like no one said anything. That's weird. So I kept on, I kept on waiting. Like, when's the moment going to happen? And when it did, it was like, OK, that's cool. But um, yeah, the movie does go into some weird directions, especially in the third act that I just wasn't prepared for. But I thought the first half, like of that little alien in the house and it was just her and that little alien terrifying it was so well done the tension that was built the sound design like you said and the score the score was really subtle but also like really really powerful and really good at times it was it was well used i thought um and yeah caitlin deaver is incredible like this is easily her best performance for sure uh she carries this movie without saying anything and i think she also is an executive producer of the film um so mm-hmm. she kind of helped get it mm-hmm. made which is really really cool um and yeah the cinematography was great it, it did a lot of things that i've been waiting to see with an alien movie and this movie kind of checked those boxes for me so I, I really appreciate it in that aspect but i'm not convinced on the third act I definitely wanted to watch it again. I was trying to do it before the podcast. I didn't end up doing it, but I do want to see it again. So I probably will put it on sometime this month, I think, um, just to kind of fully get that third act. And just, I don't know, it was just, it was very strange, but uh, I still, I, I really, really liked it. And I liked how they used different aliens too. Like you had the little fucker, you had like the medium sized fucker, then you have the spider fucker. You had the, it was almost like the creature from a quiet place. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, that dumb. shot of the, the spider like sprinting after her as she's like running towards the camera into the house was so terrifying. And I I go into most of these movies without watching trailers anymore because mm-hmm. I just that's how I really enjoy the movie and just and I get to kind of just, like 
put anything that I knew about the movie just away and just enjoy the movie for how the filmmaker made it. And so when I watched the trailer afterwards, I hated that they showed those sequences of like oh, the spider. Yeah. They want to get you in the door. It. Yeah, they, they want to get the watch clicks the movie, and... for sure. Um, I'm the same way, dude. I I hate watching trailers now. And whenever I see like a trailer for a movie that I'm really excited for in theaters, I'm like, fuck, like that was all the that's all the cool shots that I was, you know, I won't have the same effect when I actually watch the movie. But I, I think that this is a movie that not a lot of people are going to see, but it's one that you know, you should go out of your way to watch this because it's you don't get a lot of alien movies that are like good and you don't get a lot in general. But I think this one, it did go out of its way to kind of take inspiration from movies like Signs, Arrival, A Quiet Place, Stranger Things, The World's End even, which is my least favorite kind of aspect of this movie where it's kind of like almost like a mind control every now and then, you know, I hate movies that do that, but it's not, that's not, you know, the biggest part of the film um, until the end, I guess, <laughs> which was a strange ending, but I, it was, it was a scary alien movie. Like it, it was genuinely like there were some moments, like she went to places I didn't expect her to go with the aliens. And that was really cool. She was a badass. It, mm-hmm. She was, she held her own. She did. There was a there was a shot where she like runs outside of a house, but if you look in the background, like on the roof, Whoop. you see Whoop. yeah, you just see the head, <laughs> oh, and a little bit of eyes, okay. and then it ducks back down, and then you just see, you just yeah. see the arms come oh over. My I was God. Like, oh my god, insane. Okay, yeah, you you better start running. But yeah, she was really smart. Like in the car, how she like runs through one side and it gets stuck and. She has a lighter and put two and two together. You do love badass female protagonists. You really do. She's just so good because she doesn't talk and she emotes and her face is just really good at conveying like panic, but then also like badassery. Like, I'm just going to make that a word. Um, She just, she just rocks it. And I would say probably her best role since book smart. Uh, but I also re- liked her a lot in Short Term Twelve. So, oh yeah, she's in that. Oh, God, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Ten years, but um, the oh, director Brian Brian Duffield, he was making his like press rounds, doing interviews and stuff, and he posted a a picture of like one of the pages of his script, and it was the scene where it's like all red and she's frozen, and mm-hmm. like that little fuckers there up on the ceiling mm. like, and the way he wrote that page and like put the words on paper it pissed off so many screenwriters apparently like they just were like how can you do that it's so amateurish but it's so interesting the way he did it i'm gonna add it to the screen right here so if you are on a uh, the podcast visually you can see it um but one second here i gotta do share screen there we go window so this is how he wrote out the scene ah oh, it's not gonna be bigger than that but like just oh. constant, like she can't move, she can't move, she can't move, she can't move. And then all in like uh, bold, her door is pushed open, the gray is there. And it's just like, that's so perfect for an actor <laughs> to like have, be able to see that and like visualize it on paper and be like, okay, that's how I'm going to have to act in the scene. Oh um, like it's Wait, emphasizing what? the fact that she cannot 
there's nothing she can do. So because like, there's no dialogue yeah. in the no, script. So this is how he wrote the script. So like he made it come to life, which is it, it's a very different way to do it but it's it's very interesting like uh yeah like the blood clot coming out of the mouth like something's out of its fucking mouth and it just gets more and more intense wow it's it's so interesting so i definitely want to maybe read his uh script if it ever gets added online like the full thing just to <laughs> just see how he does it move, just to get different move, ideas <laughs> yeah, i'd love to I see know. a bts of him like directing maybe one of the scenes like okay and now the alien's right in front of your face and now it's right there like that would be just to see that kind of relationship there behind the scenes but yeah this movie uh took me by surprise came out of nowhere didn't know about it until like the night that you mentioned aliens caitlin deaver i was like all right i'll throw it on and now it's in my top 10 of the year so um i gave this a four and a half out of five oh, i thought this was wow. an insanely good alien movie i know that's a very high grade but I know that the rewatchability on this is probably very high, kind of like like a quiet place. Like you just want to I'll watch that again. Um, so, yeah, it's it's great. Really good. Hulu. They had Prey. Now they got this two pretty darn good uh, monster flicks. Yeah. And I was listening to one of the interviews that Brian Duffield was saying, and they're like, how did you convince 20th century studios to basically make this movie with no dialogue? And his answer was like, oh, well, they actually have executives at that studio that are film fans and they get it and they want to do different things. I mean, that's why remember that movie that came out on Hulu like called Run with Sarah Paulson. Yeah, that was so like, it was good. solid. It was a very, was very solid good. movie. Mm -hmm. And then you had um, a couple other ones that have come out. Uh, 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 what's that? Fresh. That's another one uh, mm -hmm. that was really, really good. Some weird um, ones. Yeah. Yeah. So they do some different things and they go straight to Hulu now, but at least they're kind of quality. So I, I went four out of five with this. Definitely want to watch it again. But like, like I said, four and a half or sorry, four out of five is basically like a B plus A minus to me. So I really, really enjoy this a lot. I also gave it a four out of five. It was just, it, it stunned me at how invested I was in her character and her surviving. I think the only reason it isn't higher is just it gets towards the end. It gets a little convoluted with some of the stuff. Um, there's some really dark scenes where you don't really see a whole lot, like when it comes to the aliens and everything, but I liked the ending because it's just so different and it just makes you think like, it makes you think about those scenes with her and these aliens and kind of wonder what actually happened and what was going on outside of the screen that we're not seeing. And she just, she rocks it and she holds this whole thing together. Um, and she's one of the reasons she is one of the main reasons to go see this movie, but then also it's just a well-told unique alien story. And it's just, yeah. Hulu hit it on the head with that one. Honestly, I think all the movies this week got pretty high praise from us. We had No One Will Save You. We had Florence Sun and uh, The Creator. So if you had to rank the three. All solid movies for sure. Some I mean, have some problems. and But the, the thing is, there's still so many other movies that just we didn't talk about that are also currently out right now that you could watch. Like oh, yeah. The Wes Anderson shorts on Netflix. Oh. Uh, the, the Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Fucking incredible. Uh, I had one of the, the best cinematic experiences of the year uh, this week with uh, the Talking Heads concert film, Stop Making Sense. I went and saw that in IMAX. The A24 oh, restored wow. it and released it in IMAX, and it was fucking incredible. 
So, I mean, there's tons of stuff that you can go and watch. You can watch it in theaters or you can stay at home and watch some stuff on streaming because, yeah, there's just so much, so much to watch. Uh, like, John, you watched what called, a movie called Nowhere last night on Netflix. That Yo, just came out. Nowhere. It's a Spanish language film. I watched two foreign films yesterday and uh, uh, the other one being The Wailing. And this one came out of at fucking nowhere. And it was right. awesome. <laughs> Talk about female and, protagonists, like literally. <laughs> and there's another movie that was on Netflix too that premiered at TIFF called Reptile with uh, Benicio del Toro and Justin Timberlake, and it's worth a watch, even though it's similar to The Wailing in terms of like there's a lot to it. It's bloated, but it's still uh, pretty mm. interesting. Alicia me after a few seltzers, yeah, yeah. Alicia Silverstone's in it as well. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So tons, tons of movies to watch, and so many more movies to come out soon. Um. But what I do have to do is kind of backtrack a little bit. We that's all the new releases that we are talking. You're not going to do dumb money, right? Even though you saw it, I saw it. I'm not going to talk about it, but it's it's definitely worth checking out. It's cool. Paul Dano is freaking awesome. Shayla Woodley's great. Seth Rogen loses a lot of money in the movie. It's, it's oh, a lot spoiler. of fun. Um, yeah. All right, so, yeah, that's, that's in the trailer. It's in the like trailer, said, but <laughs> so much stuff is out. Um, but we have to figure out what our first time watches for the next episode and we mm. are going to nate's picks for this so oh did, nope first time watches are you oh. watching with us we movie dudes and we about to discuss we're about to figure out what we're uh, going to be watching for the next episode <laughs> so uh, sure are my bad nate what are your three picks for the next spooktober podcast that is going to come out on october 16th oh boy i have oh got one, two, three. Big picks. Very big picks mm-hmm. for this next episode. Mm-hmm. And I hope mm-hmm. you guys will agree with me. Because the first one is by famous body horror director David Cronenberg. Sorry, John. <sighs> Videodrome. <laughs> Fuck. Probably oh. his most, I would say his most well-known most famous, definitely the most cult, very body horror. Um, James Woods, James Woods High, Debbie. Yep, James Woods High, Debbie Harry from Blondie. Um, oh yeah, just yeah. a lot of just blood and guts and deformed bodies. Um, the second film is directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. It is Bram Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman and Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder, um, another classic. And then the third one, John will not be happy with this again, um, <laughs> is the Tak- Takashi Miike nope. horror film <laughs> Audition. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? I don't know what that is. It Audition? is about... Yep, it's about a man who um, lives with his son, and his son goes, hey, Dad, you need to start dating again. And so he kind of holds this fake film audition to, like, get women to, like, audition so that he can possibly date one of them. Um, and he eventually finds the love of his life. Or so That sounds think. great. What's the problem with that? Um, Is there more body work? <laughs> everyone that I've ever heard talk about this movie says... The first hour of this movie is a rom com until it's uh-huh. not. Okay. That's yeah. all I'll say. Yeah. I would well, not I look up anything picking. about it. 
don't I've seen I've seen audition. Uh <laughs> I that would be an interesting rewatch for me. That's all I'll say. Um so we so have video drobe drone audition drone. and what was the middle one? What was the second one? Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dracula. I am Dracula. Man, interesting options here. Um I... How do we want to do do you just want to shout it out? Yeah, I'm just going to verbally vote here. Um, I'm between Videodrome and Dracula because I haven't seen those two. Just because I haven't seen those two. I've seen Edition, although that would be a really fun rewatch for me. Uh, I'm okay. I... So wanna... yeah, so John, if you look up lists that are like horror movies that you've never seen that you should, like the Wailings there, there, and then right above Audition is like always right there, <laughs> like neck oh. and neck. Um, yeah. But the movie that has been on my watch list longer than anything else is uh, Dracula. I've never seen it. I've looked at that 4K at Bull Moose so many times. I've held it in my hands. I've had it in like a pile, and I've always put it back. Um, so that's that would be my vote. But I would I'd go for it honestly both the other ones too so nate did not sell video drone to me um so and i i don't want to make i don't want to not give him the power of choice at all but i'm also going to go with dracula i guess we're watching fucking dracula that was the one that i was hoping would not win because when i first watched it i hated it uh, great (laughs) that's good yeah this is gonna be controversy this backed up on me real good because <laughs> then uh, uh now now i can be I transparent to to, here i need to learn um, to keep my mouth shut i guess i gave audition one and a half when i first watched oh wow, it. wow. i just was wow. so caught off guard with this movie that's all I'll say. when but, did you watch oh this though like 2012 or uh probably when we were seniors in college oh, was, oh uh, so you had some appreciation for i was gonna say i think you watched it before i watched it and Did I, we not watch it together? I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't guess think not. so. No, because I watched it at like ten o'clock at night once. Uh, I think just because yeah. I knew how dark it was. I was having a hard time with it. <laughs> Anyways, so Dracula. Okay. Then, what year did this film come out? Because you named actors that I've heard of. In the nineties, nineteen ninety-two, oh. maybe something like that. All right. So it's yeah. not like original, like Nosferatu, silent film, Dracula. Dracula. No, but it is. It's it's like Victorian Dracula. Like, mm. yeah, they're gonna be wearing like big clothes and stuff. Yes, yeah. Spencer loves movies in that era. Keanu Reeves apparently gives one of the worst British accents of all time as well. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so. Five out of five, baby, coming up. <laughs> Can't next. Wait. Um, all right, cool. Dracula. Uh, cool. It's not streaming anywhere actually, so you guys might have to rent it. Um, <laughs> added to the criterion channel in november so that's not helpful um, that's yeah that is not helpful um, unless we go on you know we don't do the podcast for two months but okay anyways now it's time for everybody's favorite segment it was my favorite segment it la- last last week it went very poorly and i apologize but i've learned from it it's time for mainstream trivia <laughs> It's time for the answers to know this fact. For the questions I'm about to ask, like, what is the capital bully? It's mainstream boy trivia. Yeah. 
So this is mainstream boy trivia. This game will consist of a variety of trivia questions derived from yours truly. And each game will feature a new topic that each question will be in the spirit of. Spencer and Nate will buzz in trying to guess the correct answer. First due to three points wins the coveted honor of being named mainstream boy of the week. Sound good? What is the current standings right now? I believe it is Spencer two to is one. Winning. Two to one, Spencer. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. We already know how to play. But this week's topic is going to be Arnold superhero movies. It's oh. very fitting for Spooktober. Okay. <laughs> I didn't wasn't really thinking about what was coming up, um, and that it was Spooktober at all. But each question will be in relation to a superhero flick. First year, three questions correct will be Mainstream Boy of the Week. Are you ready to get started? Ready I as I'm ever going to be. Uh, I'm ready for five movies I've probably never seen. <laughs> no, I, I, I did see a good amount of superhero films. It went poorly last time, but anyway. Um, Ducky, what's going to be your uh, buzz in word? Should we do the chat because of uh, delays and stuff? Uh, we can. I'll allow it. I'll allow the chat. Yeah. Do the chat unless no one's saying anything and it's just a long pause and you just want to say something that you can verbally say. I'll I'll do the chat, but don't give me an answer until I call your name as if I've seen, you know, I've seen it in the chat. So in case there's a delay there as well. Okay. All right. First question. Here we go. Question one. In the 2017 Wonder Woman film, what character that stems from Greek mythology is the big bad villain Diana must fight at the end of the movie? Nate? Was it Ares? That's correct. You did. It's been, I just remember the guy who played Professor Lupin Mm -hmm. in Harry Mm -hmm. Potter. The, uh, forget what his name is it's david 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 lynch david yeah Yeah. david something yeah david lynch david tulin or you got it nate that was perfect you did it that's the correct answer it's all downhill from here folks nate leading one to nothing question two which one of these films is not in the top 10 best reviewed superhero movies on ron tomatoes iron man black panther wonder woman or guardians of the galaxy not Spencer. Iron Man. Incorrect. Shit. Sorry. That's okay. Nate. Black Panther. That is incorrect. Look, I can guess the scores. I guarantee. Black Panther is like at a ninety-three. Wonder Woman's got to be ninety-three as well. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's probably the answer at like ninety-two. Okay, well, you're... then Iron Man's probably ninety. Four. Are you giving an answer or are we not giving an answer? I think we both answered. We we already answered. We got them both yeah. wrong. Will you? Okay. All mean? right. Well, Date. the correct answer is Guardians of the Galaxy at number seventeen of all the super. Still got it like a ninety. 3% though, I think. It's up there. It's up yeah. there. Okay. All right. Well, Nate's still leading one to nothing. Here we go. Question three. Which one of these Marvel movies should be watched first if you were watching them in chronological order? Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Ant-Man, or Captain America Civil War? Nate? 
Ant-Man? That is correct. It is Ant-Man. Nate, yeah. Well, only... It's never mind. <laughs> One step closer to being mainstream boy of the week. <laughs> Come on, I need more excitement from you. I'm trying. We're, we're no, doing because I, I like to explain my reasoning, but it just it, I, I talk too much anyway. So let, let, we, let's move forward. That's a good point. Okay, <laughs> moving on to question number Whoa. four. Spencer can still win if he gets all three remaining questions. Okay. Question four. But if I don't get this one, if Nate gets this one correct, are we are we done? Well, yeah. Then we have palate cleanser rounds because okay, okay. I made these questions, and we're going to do them regardless of what you okay. want to do. That's, that's what I was afraid of. Right. It's Go like ahead, in the go. World Series, you need four games to win, but you play all seven just for kicks. <laughs> no, it's not the same. <laughs> not the same thing. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we okay, swept we them, but you know what? Let's play three more <laughs> just because. They have the minor league come in and play instead. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, here we go. Question four. This is serious. Which one of these Marvel characters was not dusted at the end of Avengers Infinity War? Doctor Strange, Falcon, Mantis, or Gamora? Whoa, okay. Those flew in really fast. Uh, it looks like Nate got it first, though. Gamora? That is correct. It is <laughs> Fuck. All right. I, it was between her and Mantis because, uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, Doctor Strange, Falcon, and Mantis all died, and then Gamora didn't get dusted. She died earlier in the movie. Did they? So. I don't remember yeah. seeing Mantis go. Oh, yeah, yes, I do. Yes, I do, because she has her little... It was a, tr it was a oh, trick no. question, yeah. It was a trick question, yeah, because they all died, but she didn't get dusted. Uh, wow. So uh so Nate wins. That's fun. All right. Um, so it's now. Tie yeah, this game. Is, this is for fun. Um we we need to get the podcast to a minute or an hour thirty seven. So here we go. Question six. Wait, what? Was that question four? Yes. <laughs> it was because happened. Yeah. You must have just made it six instead of. Okay, well, it's <laughs> <laughs> so easy, and I question six. All right. <laughs> All right. Other than Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, what is the only other MCU movie to receive a Rotten Tomatoes rotten rating? A rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Spencer. One well, says Ducky, but um, it's Ducky? the Eternals. Oh, there were multiple choice. I didn't. I don't I either. <laughs> was it Thor? Yeah. Yes, the Eternals. That's correct. I was going to say Dark World. I was just happy it was an answer. <laughs> if, if it was like Schmodown rules where multiple choice, that's one point. But if you don't use multiple choice, you get two points. Mm, what happened game. to the Schmodown? Is that still a thing? Uh, COVID, I think. I just shut them down. Oh. Well, that was like three years ago. Yeah, cool. Well, that was an anticlimactic ending to the show, and I wish we could cut it out, but we can't. So here we are. It's a tie game with mainstream boy trivia. I don't know how I'm going to do it with horror stuff next time, but it's probably going to end up being pitch perfect trivia. Oh, that's basically a horror. <laughs> it's a real life <laughs> yeah, horror movie for you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything you guys want to say before we throw it in the oven? <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs>
first time this episode, and I'm glad it. I can't can, believe it I didn't happen yet. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't Throw believe it in the oven. Um, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching, listening. Hit that follow button. Hit the plus button in the upper right hand corner. Apple Podcasts, if you're there, that way you never miss an episode. Subscribe on YouTube, all that stuff at those movie dudes on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. I think they should be. Yeah, I can't hear because of the music. Watch out for that snake. Watch out for that shit. Uh oh, rat catcher. Oh no, I'm Ray Fines. I'm gonna poison some rats. Ray Fiennes is incredible in those shorts. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. I haven't seen them yet. <laughs> he probably won't. <laughs> and don't I'm not mind going this. To. <laughs> like, I know we're getting to the end of the podcast, but if you watch real carefully, Ray Fiennes is sitting in his chair and he's wearing pajamas and it just shows his bulge. <laughs>